The Razorback basketball team finally ends the long losing streak down in Gainesville. The Razorbacks also have clutch plays from clutch players, although it may not come at the earliest of moments. And also, let's talk a little bit about Kentucky. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. It finally ended. Thank goodness. The losing streak down in Gainesville, the one that you had lost 14 straight, the one you haven't won down and since 1995, all those stats finally came to an end last night. And then great. Like, it's so great to finally have that come to an end. And uh, I, I'm going to talk about the game more in the next segment. I will. Uh, and, and do some breakdowns and talk about those clutch players and everything. But uh, I wanted to start with this, though. This is the year of streaks coming to an end for Razorback Athletics so far. And when I mean this year, I'm not talking about just 2022. I'm talking about the 2021-2022 school year, academic year, because that's kind of, of course, in the way of college athletics, how everything is viewed. And we just continue to see losing streaks, particular streaks, all come to an end and have come to an end so far this year. Let's break it down, shall we? In football, we know that there were a lot of streaks that came to an end that had to come to an end, and thank goodness that they came to an end. In fact, that's the one in the one sport especially where you had the most streaks that were so frustrating and so annoying but finally came to an end. It started off with the Texas A&M game. You had lost to Texas A&M every single time since 2011. It had been literally a decade since you had last beaten Texas A&M and you finally were able to do it this year. You hadn't beaten LSU and had the golden boot since 2015. You had never beaten Ed Orgeron. You had never won that game, and you went down to Baton Rouge, and you were able to win that game in overtime. You hadn't beaten Missouri since 2015, which that one, geez, that one was just the dumbest one of all time. It was so frustrating. Like, how in the world are you losing to this team so many times? Especially a team like it's one thing to lose to LSU all the time, but to lose to Missouri, a team that you're, is inferior to you, most often, more often than not, it was frustrating. But that came to an end this year. Your bowl bid, then playing in a bowl game, you hadn't played in one since 2016. That finally came to an end where you played in the Outback Bowl and you won the Outback Bowl. A lot of streaks, a lot of losing streaks came to an end. In fact, I guess the matter of three straight losing seasons or four straight losing seasons that you had with Fred Beal was four and eight and two and 10, then two and 10, and then uh, three and seven in Pittman's first year because of the COVID year, you got that off your back too. So like in football, you had all of these streaks come to an end. Now, looking at and shifting it to basketball, there's already been a few streaks that have come to an end. The three-point streak. <laughs> We know that one came to an end. That one's not a good one. That one sucks. I like that streak. But it did come to an end this year. 
uh, your losing streak against number one teams in the country. You had not beaten a number one team in, the, in a long time, and you've never beaten one in Fayetteville, ever. That streak came to an end this year. You know, you being able to, to go on the road down to Florida and, and win this game and, and to finally get that monkey off your back after the longest losing streak of, of any road environment you've ever had, you finally got a chance to win that game as well. Um, you know, Mississippi State, you had a losing streak against. You finally beat them. You took care of business against them. And and you know, who knows how what's going to happen with Kentucky because you haven't beaten Kentucky at home since 2014. So the point is, those are just the ones off the top of my head. The point is, is that you have had streaks come to an end. And I guess in baseball, if you want to throw this another negative one, you lost your opening series game for the first time since 1994, another streak that came to an end. This seems to be the year of streaks coming to an end for Razorback Athletics, whether it's good or bad. And I can't help but think, because of the majority of them being positive ones and being good ones, ones that you wanted to end, the vast majority, because honestly, the other two that were negative, I guess, were, you know, not that not that big of a deal. <laughs> like the three-point streak ending and losing the opening game, if that's the worst streaks that are coming to an end, I think you're okay. But since the majority of them have been really positive streaks that have come to an end, it got him, it makes you think and wonder why. Like, why is all of a sudden this the year? This the, being the year where these things are starting to come to an end and you're starting to get those monkeys off your back and uh, you're, you're finally starting to, to get over that and get over those humps. And, you know, I don't know if there's really a, a good, exact, direct reason as to why that is the case. But what I would contribute it to, if I had to break it down and look at it, what I would contribute it to is the thing that we've been talking about for so long when it comes to Arkansas athletics is the changing of the tide, a complete and total reversal, a thing where you are able to, across the board, across the entire athletic department, develop into a winning, successful mentality that has been able to carry on and spread like wildfire throughout the programs to where these things that have haunted you, these demons that have come at you, that's constantly been just putting the pressure on you to finally do this, to, to finally win this, to finally get over this. You have exercised those demons and you have finally got them off your back and therefore it can open up so many more opportunities to continue to be great programs across the board. Maybe that's way too complicated and extravagant way of looking at it, but that's the way I'm going to look at it. In football, you had a complete and total overhaul with Sam Pittman and the way that he's approached the game, the way that he's approached football, and the way that he's been able to make Arkansas successful, uh, especially last year. He knew that there were demons that needed to be exercised, and he was the right man to exercise those demons. He was the right man to instill the confidence and the right mentality physically and mentally into his team to say, hey, let's let's get these off our back. Let's let's never let's leave these behind. This isn't the old Arkansas team that's just golly gee shucks. I hope we win. Like we're going to establish ourselves as a premier football program, but we can't do it until we take care of these teams that have haunted us until we finally get ahead of these teams that have constantly been coming at us for forever. We got to get out of this. 
And I think that that's one of the reasons, if not the reason why in football, everything's changed. It wasn't something that was plaguing you. It was something you reversed, you put on its head. It motivated you to go out and to get it done. And I think it's been the same way in basketball too. Maybe not to this extent because basketball didn't go through the horrific stages that football did. But it was still able to have a coach and Eric Musselman that has instilled a priority of a program into toughness, into working extremely hard, into not letting anything be too big for you. The moments, the games, the pressures, the situations, none of it is too big for you. And when you have that confidence that no matter what happens and no matter who you're going up against, no matter the situation that you find yourself in, when you're able to have that confidence, not only in yourself, but in your team and in your coaching staff and in everything that, hey, we're just fine. We got this. That's how all these streaks begin to come to an end and continue to come to an end. You know, when Arkansas beat Auburn in basketball, I don't think that anything was about, well, you know, we've had this long losing streak against the number one team and we haven't beaten the number one team ever in, in Fayetteville. And I don't think it was ever anything like that. I think it was, hey, we're just as good as these guys. We're the Arkansas Razorbacks. We're a great basketball team. We can beat these guys. And you did. I think it's the same thing that he had, that Eric Musselman was instilling when on the road to Florida, for instance. I know that everybody knows about that losing streak. I mean, even after the game, J.D. Note was talking about, hey, well, he's like, he wasn't even born the last time Arkansas won down there. Like, everybody had to know about it if you were on the team. And instead of, you know, running from it or, you know, not embracing it or whatever it may be, the Razorbacks kind of took it on the onus and said, hey, this comes to an end. We're not allowing this to happen anymore. We're not allowing us to be a team that can you can just ride off that they're going to take an L in Gainesville. We're not going to allow that to happen anymore. The confidence, the making of plays, no matter what happens, no matter what the other team does, is a mentality that's instilled into the program with toughness. Now, in baseball, we'll see how it happens. You know, maybe the uh, losing streak of not having a College World Series championship comes to an end this year. I mean, why not? The streaks are there and the streaks are alive. Maybe this can finally be the case. Still got a lot of season left. We haven't, I mean, we just started with baseball. But the point is, is that you have gotten an entire athletic department and an entire coaching staff that understands the importance of success and how to actually maintain and execute said success. And it comes down to a simple thing. Confidence. Confidence. Confidence in yourself, confidence in your team, confidence in what you're doing. When you have that confidence, everything else becomes secondary. Everything else also falls into place. When you believe in yourself that you're able to do the things that you need to do to be able to win these games and to not allow some sort of pressure of some losing streak or whatever it may be to haunt you, as long as you don't allow that to creep in, you got the confidence to go out and win the game. That's what's going to make a program a difference and make it different from what you've had before. That's what Arkansas has right now. And I think that they'll be able to keep it up. And I hope that these losing streaks and these negative streaks and these things that, who knows, like SEC championship, the tournament. Arkansas hasn't won that since 2000. Maybe this is the year. Maybe that all comes together for the Razorbacks in basketball. Maybe all those losing streaks come to an end. It's looking good right now but we'll see if they can keep it up. Kentucky comes up this weekend.
We will talk about that here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar. We know that with these New Year's resolutions that you've, you've probably set yourself, it's tough to maintain and, and keep that healthy weight. But luckily for all of you, we have a deal here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast that if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your next order. And if you go to the website, you'll see exactly how incredible of a deal that is because they have all the different flavors to choose from. They're healthy. They have, uh, they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they taste amazing. Like, I'm not just telling you this. I have them. I keep them in stock at my apartment. Like I have to have them every single day because they're great. They taste good. It doesn't feel like I'm tasting a regular protein bar, but it's just as healthy and in most cases healthier than all your other protein bars. 17 grams of protein in these things. So be sure to go over and take advantage of the great deal that we're offering you here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Just go to built.com, enter in promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. You are Locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's actually talking about the Razorback basketball game itself, because, you know, this was uh, what I mean, I don't want to say it was like just the greatest game of all time, but Arkansas scored 82 points on the road against the Florida team that is really good defensively. And I think that this might be one of the more satisfying wins that I've seen Arkansas have in basketball so far this year. Not just because it was Florida and you finally ended that losing streak, but listen to these stats. Because we know what kind of the formula was for Arkansas. They've held opponents under 40% shooting. They always won those games. They held them to you know 60 or less points. You know They always won those games. But or what turnovers, fouls, whatever, whatever you want to put into it. But what happens when those things don't come into play? What happens when suddenly the other team is shooting really well? And what happens if you're fouling more than the other team? What happens if they're not turning the ball over at a high clip? And what happens if their star player is just yakking on you? Well, that's what happened in this Florida game. Think about this. Florida shot 45% from the field. 45%. They opened up from three just on fire they ended up being 32 percent, 8 of 25 but still on fire they shot 14 of 18 from the free throw line really hit hit it there they only committed nine turnovers in this game nine turnovers they had 15 assists they also only committed 18 fouls which they ended up actually uh switching i thought arkansas committed uh, or florida committed or i thought arkansas committed more than florida but it was actually reversed but i think at the end of the game uh it changed which we'll talk about uh but still committed 18 fouls uh Cody Colin Castleton that guy's a goob like that guy was just like I really don't like you and Florida always has those big white dudes that like I just don't like Chandler Parsons uh was it Matt Bonner I think was his name uh had a guy named Walsh that I didn't like it's like there's always got one of those guys and this is this dude's no different Colin Castleton was just a there's a troll but he went went crazy with it he had 29 points in this game uh, which is kind of funny because he only ended up with six rebounds. He wasn't even the leading rebounder on this team. Okay, you're that big dude and you can't get rebounds. Come on now. Uh, but he went crazy. Like he he was he was big time for for Florida. Those are their stats. And if I told you those were going to be the stats for Florida, you'd probably be like, well, Arkansas only won in that game. But Arkansas did. In fact, they won it by eight points in this one. You know why? Because Arkansas shot 
46% from the field. They shot 39% from three-point land. They shot 85% from the free throw line. Offense was extremely good. J.D. Note is still incredible. Goes for 22 points in this game. 7 of 18 shooting. Uh, 2 of 5 from uh, three-point land. Also went 6 of 7 from the free throw line. And uh, yet another great performance. Honestly, Devo. This was Devo's best game. I don't even think it's close. 19 points for Devo Davis. 7 of 10 shooting. 2 of 3 from 3. He had 6 rebounds. And he also had 4 assists. 0 turnovers. <whistles> yeah, I'll take that all day long. Stanley Amude. Uh, he didn't have a great shooting, 9 went 4 of 10, but still 11 points, 6 rebounds, had an assist, and also had 3 steals. So that was a, that was a big uh, get for him, too. And Jalen Williams, you can't forget him, took another you know billion charges in this game. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 0 turnovers for Jalen Williams once again. 7 of 13 from the field. Arkansas just, they, they find so many different ways to constantly pour it in. Oh, and a DC Tony had 12 points, too. Like, they just find different ways to win. And considering that this was this was a game where the formula was not there for Arkansas. Like, Florida was, was like, they played great. Like, they played great. They probably played one of their best games of the year. Offensively, they were incredible. And their star player goes for almost 30. And they still lose at home. That does not happen. It does not happen. But it happened to Florida. And that's why I, this is one of the most encouraging wins and why I just continue to believe in this Razorback basketball team. It's because they find ways to win when the other team is do, like they can do whatever. Go for 30 points, all right? Go do that. Only commit eight turnovers, nine turnovers, whatever it may be. Fine. Do it. We're still going to beat you. Saw stat two between Castleton and um, Kessler for Auburn. Combined, they went for like 45 points and 25 rebounds. Like something stupid like that in uh, nine block shots combined. They both went home with L's. Those are two big-time players that are big, physically too, that had their way with Arkansas. But because of the great coaching that Eric Musselman has, and the great way that this team is executing game plans, they adjust, they find different ways to win. I love this. Like this, this was one of the best and most encouraging games uh, I have have had a chance to watch so far this year. And so, uh, kudos to Razorback basketball, and kudos to Eric Mussman, kudos to everybody around. It's not an easy place to win out down there in Gainesville, and now it's like, you know, you know, where, where's the world going to stop you? I saw that the Arkansas's net ranking actually didn't move up at all after beating Florida. They're still in the like 23rd, I think, in the net rankings. But that's a huge win. That's a good win. That's a good win. That's a Q1 win, I'd even say, because uh, we know Arkansas has got one of the most difficult schedules remaining. But three games remain. Three games remain for the Razorback basketball team, and we know which one's coming up next. And we're going to give our reactions to that here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam, both pro and college. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where to find the next fired coach and where he's going, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to Olympic coverage and information. So head over to the website today and use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action over at betonline.net, where the game starts.
you are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Arkansas have 22 and 6, 11 and 4 in conference play. <laughs> like, it still just blows my mind to think that they're at this point in time, like just from where we were a couple weeks ago. I moved my chair a little bit. Uh, but we know who they're playing this Saturday. It's Kentucky. It's, it's the Kentucky Wildcats, for those of you who don't know. Kentucky, one of the, a top five team, and maybe one of the best teams in the country right now. It's Kentucky. And you get them at home in Bud Walton Arena on a Saturday at 1 p.m. CBS, as God intended, the way it should be with Arkansas and Kentucky. And if, and if I'm not mistaken, I'll need hog stats on here. I'll have to check with him. But if I'm not mistaken, at least in my rigorous research, this is going to be the first time Arkansas and Kentucky have met in Bud Walton Arena where both teams are ranked in the top 20 this millennium. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it doesn't get any bigger than that. And with Arkansas and the way that they're playing right now, especially defensively, the expectation for a lot of fans is going to be, hey, they got to win this one. Now, Kentucky plays LSU tonight, which I'm going to watch that game. I'll be interested to see how that goes down and see if we can do a little scouting report on it. But, I, I mean, it does – when Kentucky comes – to this is something that you, the, these idiot Auburn fans could not figure out. These idiot Auburn basketball fans that just became basketball fans three years ago. Um, you know, when Arkansas played Auburn, rushed the court and, and, and all that, they didn't do that because of Auburn. They did that because it was the number one team in the country. It could have been number one Vanderbilt. It could have been number one South Carolina. It could have been number one Missouri. It wouldn't have mattered. If it was the number one team in the country and they came into Bud Walton Arena and Arkansas beat them, they would have rushed the court. It has nothing to do with you, Auburn. It was just the number next to your name. But Kentucky, as much as I hate them, it's Kentucky. It doesn't matter what number is next to their name. Sure, it helps, especially this year compared to what they were last year. They're a top five team. That definitely matters. But this year, when you got the trifecta of facing Kentucky, a highly ranked Kentucky team, and Bud Walton Arena, those are the things that was going to make this game the biggest game of the year, the most exciting game of the year. Gives it a little throwback to what it was like in the mid-90s when these teams were really good and going at each other every single year. Definitely gives you that vibe. And I can't wait. I can't I can't imagine. Like I, Kentucky always just makes me nervous no matter what, even if it's at home, because it's still Kentucky. Like Kentucky's a really good basketball team. They're really talented. Home courts and, and opposing courts, that, that doesn't affect them. Like, they went up to Fog Allen Fieldhouse in Kansas and wrecked the Jayhawks. You don't think that atmosphere was insane? Now, Bud Walton will be just as insane, if not more insane. It absolutely will. But the the the, the whole home court thing does not bother Kentucky. It doesn't phase them. If you want to beat Kentucky, you got to play better than Kentucky. Fans will do their part, and the energy will do their part. And it can't hurt to have it at home. But it's going to come down to these players playing their great defense, Staying out of foul trouble if you're J.D. Note and Jalen Williams, especially, you know, causing turnovers, doing really good at keeping, you know, Kentucky 
off the three-point line, too, because last year, you know, you almost lost that game because Kentucky hit like 15 threes on the road. You still won. But this is going to be the biggest game of the year, bigger than Auburn, just being honest. It's Kentucky. And if you win this game, you'll have two games left, so you don't want to put the cart before the horse. But if you win this game, that puts you in a different stratosphere for where you're being talked about as a five seed, maybe, in the NCAA tournament. Suddenly, you become a three seed, like overnight. And if you keep winning, and keep winning, and keep winning, best case scenario, two seed. <laughs> two seed, and we're talking about pie in the sky. There's a lot they have to take care of before they get to that. But it starts with Kentucky this Saturday. I hate Kentucky. I hate John Calipari. I hate Ashley Judd, as you can tell from the sign behind me. I am not a fan of Kentucky whatsoever. I really, really, really want to beat them very, very badly. And I'm just so glad it's at home, and I'm so glad that we all get to witness it on Saturday on CBS, 1 o'clock. I don't know who's going to be on the call, but I really hope it's Bill Rafferty and Kevin Harlan. That would be awesome. But, hey, we'll have to wait and see. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razor X podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you.